Welcome to Between Two Trains, a bi-monthly business podcast that talks to the best and brightest entrepreneurs and business owners in the North Cab area. Today, your co-hosts are Van Pappas of Oxygen Financial and Jason Wheelock of Wheelock Realty. And now, Between Two Trains. Okay, welcome to another edition of Between Two Trains, a business podcast where we bring the best and brightest entrepreneurs and business owners in the Shambly and surrounding North DeKalb area to talk about their experiences and running their business. Uh, today, we've got a very exciting guest I'm looking forward to because I don't really know much about this business. Uh, Sherry McAllister from Breathe Yoga is going to join us in a little while. But before we get started, I'm your co-host, Van Pappas, and I'd like to introduce uh, Jason Wheelock. How are you, Jason? What's going on, Van? How's that uh, downward dog of yours going? You know, I really don't know much about yoga. I've never done it. So I'm really looking forward to bring Sherry on and talk to her. And uh, who knows, I might end up over there at, uh, at Breathe Yoga before the end of the day. You got something interesting to talk to me about before she comes on? Uh, yeah. We always have a great topic here. Yeah. So, you know, uh, to start with, you know, someone asked me the other day after they heard our first show um, about the name Between Two Trains and, and why we're calling it Between Two Trains. And, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur, and sometimes I feel like I'm standing on railroad tracks and a train is yeah. just barreling down at me. Uh, you ever feel that way? Um, well, I told somebody about the name of the show and they thought it was some sort of, um, uh, scary situation that we were going to be discussing. And I was like, no, this is a play on Chambly. Yeah. So I had to clarify that to start. Um, do I feel like that as a business owner? I feel like I'm always chasing multiple rabbits, right? Yeah. So maybe that's sort of what we're talking about here in the show is like the world right. of an entrepreneur. I think you're right. Yeah. And 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 I love the fact that you use the word entrepreneur. You and I have had this conversation before about how uh, I used to be you were self-employed or a business owner, you know, when in our dad's day. And today it's sort of, yeah. you know, how do you become an entrepreneur and what are the things you need to know about starting that business as an entrepreneur. Apologies to my dad. When he was self-employed back in the 80s, it was not the cool thing to do, right? Um, and now he would be an entrepreneur. So, so you know, the first thing when, when I started my business many, many years ago, I, I always heard these statistics about how many businesses fail. And um, I think the first thing people need to know about being an entrepreneur is don't listen to the statistics. You know, people love to throw around a statistic that 95% of all businesses fail. Don't listen to that. Uh, have you heard that statistic, Jason? Yeah, but the thing is, is do you want to be a statistic? I mean, come on. If you have a great idea and you have a plan and there's preparation and there's vision, right? Vision to me is the most important thing. If you don't buy into what you're doing, then none of else, nothing else is going to matter. Right. Um, but honestly, don't look at statistics like that. You're only going to keep yourself up at night. Well, I think, I think the reason so many businesses fail is because people are looking at that statistic and, you know, they, they feel like they're not committing. And if you don't commit, then you're right. Like you said, your vision is not going to be there. Oh, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy when you read stuff like that. Right. So, 
Um, yeah, the other thing that um, I've learned over the years about being an entrepreneur is that I'm not going to know everything. Uh, you know, when you're a business owner, when you're an entrepreneur, you don't have to know everything. There are people, you know, I'm a financial planner, you're a real estate agent, you know, there, you know, if, if someone was starting a business and they said, hey, I need some help, there, there are people like us to turn to, uh, to help them, you know. So, Van, when I was at a tender young age and realized I didn't know it all anymore. Um, That's the, not my 11-year-old. He thinks he yeah, knows it all. He'll learn. <laughs> uh, the best lesson we can all learn, right, is to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, right, that know things you don't. Um, it's the five people you spend the most time with, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You, and, and, you know, not just not knowing everything. you got to focus yourself as an entrepreneur on the things that are higher paying tasks. A lot of mm. times I get bogged down in my business about reading yeah. email and I've got to shut that off and say, okay, I cannot look at any email because that is not a high paying task right there. It's, it's just a uh, minutia. You, you have that with your business as oh, well. I find myself craving $10 an hour tasks because they allow me to escape from other things. Right. And it's all about staying in that 20%, right? 80% of your output is going to be realized with 20% of what you input, right? So finding a place to leverage that, and that's probably that's probably why so many businesses don't succeed, is they don't get that leverage piece. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I've, I've been trying to use uh, other people with knowledge, you know, typically I'll, I'll try to grab a book and, and you know, a motivational book or a self-help book. Or you, you do that as well? Oh, my God. I can give you a book right now. Yeah. What are you reading right now? Read every business owner. If you haven't read this, read The One Thing by Gary Keller, founder of Keller Williams. Most of you Atlanta base would know. Well, that no, that's a little, company, you're, right? you're reading the book of your, your founder and owner. Yeah. The Wall Street Journal bestseller. Really? Uh, and it talks about if you chase two rabbits, you'll never catch one. That's kind of the baseline for the book. So it talks about what is the one thing, man? that you could do today that would make everything else unimportant if you needed to move your business forward. So about 150 pages there for you to, uh, to read up on. I have to, I have yeah. to grab that. You have a copy I can borrow? I do. Right. And it's available on Audible's. <laughs> All right. Well, you're listening to Between Two Trains, a business podcast where we bring you the best and brightest entrepreneurs from the Shambly and North DeKalb surrounding area. And uh, we're going to bring on our special guest, Sherry McAllister from Breathe Yoga, right after these words from our sponsor. If you recently got divorced, you may be wondering how to pick up all of the financial pieces. Is it time to make a new budget, new goals, and get a new game plan with your investments? What about the best way to save money on your taxes? Take control of your money future. Go to oxygenfinancial.net to schedule a complimentary meeting today. Go to oxygenfinancial.net to get started right now. Securities offered through Kestrin Investment Services, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Kestrin Advisory Services, an affiliate of Kestrin Investment Services. Oxygen is not affiliated with Kestra. All right. Welcome back to Between Two Trains. Uh, we are here with our special guest, Sherry McAllister from Breathe Yoga. Sherry, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me on, Van. It's a pleasure to be here. So tell us uh, a little bit. So breathe yoga. You know, I, I don't we were talking before the break. I, I don't I've never done yoga. Um, I understand you do more than just yoga there at your shop. You do some Tai Chi and some Pilates and then something. I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce this right. 
Qui-Gong? Am I saying that right? Qi-Gong. Qi-Gong. Qi-Gong, yeah. Okay, what yeah. in the world is Qi-Gong? Okay, Qi-Gong. Qi-Gong is um, the movements, the breathing, and the health part of the ancient practice of Tai Chi. So Tai Chi is a very old practice coming out of China um, that helps to move your Qi or your life force through your body. Tai Chi is choreographed moves, and Qigong are the preparatory moves and the health piece um, to get your body moving, flowing, to move your Qi as you move into your Tai Chi moves. So Qigong is a, is a practice to uh, help move your life force around your body. Okay. So as a beginner, if I came into to the shop, I mean, you could teach me how to do that? Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm curious, um, given Van's um, very intermediate or novice experience with yoga, what would be the safest movement or practice for yeah. him to start Downward with? Downward facing dog? Uh, is that, I know that one, right? <laughs> you know, dog, down dog is very well known. Um, if Van were to come in and uh, start a practice, I would start him with one of our gentler practices. We have a gentle right. practice. Um, we have a restorative practice. And I would... Um, we'd go ahead and get him breathing and moving his prana, which is the life force as it's referred to in yoga, moving his prana around his body and then moving into postures to help, um, lengthen, strengthen and balance his, uh, his muscles. Yeah. Wow. Now I understand you were originally weren't, I mean, this is not what you started off. You were a graphic designer in, in a previous life. Yes. In my previous life, I was a graphic designer. How did you go from graphic designer to yoga instructor? Well, it was a little bit of a, you know, circuitous journey. Um, no, I, I started as a graphic designer. Um, I worked actually in the design field for 14 years, but I ended up working for myself as I was laid off from a large corporation and that was up in Minnesota. Um, <clears throat> but I, I worked for myself. I, I sold um, design um, services. And when I moved down here, we transferred down here, I was doing some teaching of design. And I kind of got into yoga um, just to keep myself um, moving. And then was in an auto accident. And it really changed my life because I realized that um, it can affect yoga. It affects all aspects of your life. It kept, kept me from having to, um, do, uh, um, some surgery and it's really the original PT. So what happened there was I, I just started spending more and more time, um, doing yoga. And, and when the birth of my third child came along, I, um, stopped working in my business and was approached um, by some of my fellow students to teach a class. And so I just went ahead and got some training and that's how it started. Okay. All right. So now the first time you did it, you didn't just open a business. No. You you were teaching for someone else? or Yes. I, I taught for um, many years. I taught, um, I've been teaching since 1999. Okay. So I, I taught for um, gyms and corporate um, entities, um, individuals, privates, and taught on the north side here, um, particularly, and did that for quite a long time. And and the, what happened was the classes became, as as my reputation grew, the classes became larger and larger. Um, and so I really wanted to take back um, 
what I felt was offering a service and making it more personal. Rather than leading, I wanted to teach and be involved. So I um, stopped teaching large classes and opened my studio. I wanted it to be a smaller, intimate kind of experience than uh, a large gym. And that was about five years ago? Yeah, five years ago. You know, I'm curious, uh, Sherry, and I don't know a lot about the yoga business in Atlanta. What I do know is that as time has gone on, you see yoga studios popping up all over the place, right? So A, I'm sure the competition is strong, right? It is. And B, I'm not sure what kind of point of entry you need to call yourself a yoga instructor, right? So if just taking this, taking a step back, knowing what you know, what would you advise people when it comes to picking a yoga studio, right? And secondly, of course, I'd like to know, you know, what sets you guys apart? What is sort of the reason people come to breathe over and over. Certainly. Well, if you're looking for a studio, um, what I would look for is the type of the type of movement and um, what your aim is to what what it is you want to get out of it. And um, some people are looking for stress release. Some people are looking for flexibility. Some people are looking to rehab um, from an injury. Um, some people are just looking for a workout. So if you know what it is that you kind of want to, if you know what it is you want to get out of it, um, then you can kind of select the type of studio that you might want to attend. Um, if you're wanting a really vigorous practice or kind of a sweaty practice, you might go to hot yoga. Um, you might pick hot yoga if you're, Someone who's looking to rehab after an injury, you're going to want to go to a studio that focuses on a slower, deeper movement um, so that you can can rehab. And if you're looking for stress relief, you want to go where they're, they're offering, um, again, a slower movement and breath work and meditation. Now, I remember when you opened your business there in the uh, Peachtree DeKalb Plaza. I was there that day. We had a ribbon cutting. I don't know if you remember. Oh, that. I do it was remember. The first time Barry. I met you. <laughs> I do. Um, and um, you know, that's a, an older shopping center, but you've moved now. You, your new location is on Peachtree Road, across from the Marta Station. So, how what precipitated that move from from the plaza over to where you're at now? Well, we had really originally wanted to be closer to downtown Chambly when we opened the studio. Um, at the time, we were looking, and I always wanted it to be in Chambly. I've, I've lived in this area for about just about 30 years. Um, my children went to Chambly High School, so this is where I live and work, and I wanted to have the community here, and I built community here. Um, I was interested in having it in Chambly, and at the time I was looking, there really weren't as many options as there are now that Chambly's hot. So um, one of the, the places that was available at the time was the, the, the space I had. But when I had the opportunity to move it toward downtown Chambly, I, I took that opportunity and went with that. And I'm very glad I did. Um, it's uh, made um, it much more accessible to a lot more people. We have a lot of people that walk from the apartments and the lofts. I have new clientele, and I really like being a part of the, the vibrancy of the downtown community. You had, have you had anyone actually come from the MARTA station? And I've well, had people really? come, yes, I've had people come from the MARTA station, use MARTA to get there, and, um, you know, people because if they work in this area, you know, they'll take the MARTA, they, they'll come after work, they'll come to class, then they'll take the MARTA back or the other way, 
So it's it's been it's been a great move. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Sherry? What was sort of, and I think every business owner has this moment if they experience a lot of successes. When was that sort of aha moment, or when did sort of this light bulb go off when your business just exploded? Right? You know, you've you've just kind of went through that barrier that puts you on the map. Where you're like, oh wow, this is going to work. This is successful. Um, I had. Uh, I had opened the studio and, and I had people who had previously come. Um, and then I had, I put on a community class, um, probably, I don't know, six months into what I was doing and, um, the room was packed and I, I didn't have any room for any more people. And, um, Pretty good challenge. To yeah, have. yeah, yeah. It yeah. is a good challenge to have. The room was packed and that's when I realized, yeah. Yeah, uh, this is this is going to go. This is going to this is I'm going to be successful. Um, uh, people have heard of me or they've come to check it out. And that's that's when I knew it was it was going to fly. So <clears throat> a little bit further on that, mm-hmm. you know, that sounds like a great success. Have there been any moments where you felt like you've had a regret, or, you know, something that you're like, I wish I had done this a little different or has everything been roses for five years? Oh, no, no I don't think any um, entrepreneur would feel that. I, well, I, I haven't ever met any entrepreneur that said that their business has been all roses. Um, certainly, I think there's some growing pains and thorns usually among some of that. But um yeah, there were there were some challenges. Um, there were some challenges in the location where I had been um, in terms of um, physical physical concerns, problems um, that at times needed to be addressed. Those those were challenging. Um, you know, getting people to to your door, getting people in. You know, uh, at, at times advertising the type of advertising that I was doing. I had to um, try different things to to get people in. But overall, um, I really felt as though it's been um, a slow growth, which I has been measured on my part. I, I, it's successful, but not, um, how should I say, I didn't want to get too, too far ahead of myself. I wanted to go ahead and grow the business slowly. Now, in the first session before we brought you on, uh, Jason and I were talking about, uh, you know, what it entails to become an entrepreneur. And we brought up, uh, you know, books that were reading. Jason mentioned a, a, a book. Is there anything on your reading list or um, any motivational? Any motivational stuff that um, you're just, what's on your well, side what's table? What's on right my now? side table? Yeah. Um, Light on Yoga by Iyengar, mm-hmm. um, the very uh, famous guru um, who really was integral in bringing yoga to, to the West. So even with all your experience, five years of being a uh, a studio owner, you're still reading yoga books. Yes, I, I mean that's part of as as an owner and keeping an, it's it's um, something I visit. Um, the practice of yoga is has many arms, and um, it, going back and um, reading the classics keeps me in touch with those arms. Part of my business philosophy has to do with um, the first two tenets of yoga, which people don't usually discuss, which are the yamas and niyamas, which are the way you treat others and the way you treat yourself. So um, that's how I, I, I run the business. So I go back and reread, um, reread uh, the basics to keep myself in touch. 
Well, speaking of uh, challenges, I think we have another challenging edition of Hot or Not. We are at that time of the show where we will play a little game. We're going to have a little fun. Uh, You're listening to Between Two Trains, and our special guest is Sherry McAllister from Breed Yoga, and we're about to play a game called Hot or Not. Now, Sherry, the way we play this game is Jason and I are going to give you some statements um, and you're going to tell us whether that's a hot thing to do or not so hot thing to do. Okay. All right, Jason, what's what's the first hot or not? And Sherry, no judgment here. Okay. Um, hot or not working with your spouse or significant other? Um, does your husband work with you? He does. I would say that's hot. My that's husband hot. does does work with me. Are you saying that because he's going to listen to the show? <laughs> yes, <no. laughs> I'd better say that. No, no. I think if you're working with the uh, right spouse. I mean, if you, uh, that it's, yes, it's, it's hot. I, I, I do believe it is possible that's not for everyone, but, um, the support of, of your partner is important. And, uh, working with my spouse has been, um, now is he teaching too, or is he no, doing he the, does, no, the he, office side he, of the, he does the, the, he the does the, side. yeah, he does the back end. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. You got to separate that out at the end of the day though, right? Isn't that the challenge a lot of entrepreneurs who are married have? Sure. Is when do you turn off? Uh, or clock out, right? Mentally. Right. right. Well, we, we try to have a ritual where um, we, you know, at, in the evening we go home, we have dinner and we just, you know, we put the business yeah. a, aside and, you know, then we're just people, you know, married. married yeah. I, I got a hot or not for you, Sherry. Pop-up events. Do you do any pop-up events? Are those hot or not? Um, for me, not, not so much. I don't do really a lot of pop-up events. Um, we tend to do um, uh, planned workshops and um, events that are um, that are you know slightly slightly outside what our regular classes are. But we don't do a lot of pop up events now, not for the yoga business. I've got one for you. What about bringing an employee in as a partner? Right? Yeah, Say they've been with you for a while. Equity partners. Yeah. I think that would be hot with the right with the right person. So, uh, how many employees do you have currently? I I have currently six. Okay. Um, six people. Um, Any of them ready to take an ownership in the business? Or um, not? no, not currently. Um, I have I have one woman who um, I can see potential, a great deal of potential. Currently, she's not in a place that that would work for her. Um, you have to both be in the right place, I think. Um, so as an entrepreneur, to get back, you, you think offering an equity stake in the company, that's a hot thing to do. I, I think it is. I think that's that goes back to what I was saying about try, some of the principles that I try to run the business with. You would, I would you know, run the business in a way to benefit, if the business is, is doing well, would benefit not only myself, but the people who work for me. So that would be part of that. That would be an extension of that. This is so tough, man, because really, really good people are going to at some point leave you or you're going to have to give them a reason to stay. So what's the age old question that a business owner has to ask themselves at that point is would that person leaving be more detrimental than a partnership or giving right. up some equity? Right. And that's a tough one, man. Yeah. It is. It is. And then that also should go hand in hand with any succession planning that you may have. You know, I mean, right. you'd love to to run your business, uh, you know, as long as you can. But at some point, you got to realize that 
you, you better have a succession plan on what's going to happen. You know, are you going to sell the business or are you going to turn it over to one of your employees? Right. Uh, Van, I'm not sure if this next one is um, uh, going to well, – I am interested in how this one will play out in the context of dress code, hot or not. Um, With the yoga studio. When I okay. when I think of yoga pants, I think hot, okay? <laughs> but are we talking about that or dress code? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, in um, – Yoga. Well, is it, are you are you asking me if it's hot or not? Hot or yeah. not? Hot or not? No, I'm trying to find to out. Have okay. a dress code. To have a dress. Honestly, I I, 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 think, I don't know what I'm I think it about. is hot. You should have a dress code. Uh, the reason is you don't want, even though yoga is done in gear that you know can be um, be revealing, you don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. Um, you know, as you you want people. To, to come in and be comfortable. So you want yeah. them to dress appropriately. So they, yes. I would argue more people wear yoga pants that don't do yoga than do. I agree with you, Jason. I agree with you. It's kind of funny. Um, Van, do you want to take this last one? What do we got Yeah, here? yeah. One last hot or not for the day. And, um, you know, I don't know if you've thought about this or not, but uh, having more than one location. So, you know, at what point... And you can answer the hot or not first, but then I'd like to delve a little bit more into, you know, at what point you say, okay, I'm a one location business or I'm going to turn this into something bigger and, and grow it to more than one place. Have I you have, thought about that uh, at yeah, all? Yeah, we, we have thought about that. Um, I think that's dictated by um, currently the the restraint of the physical space that I have. When I get to the point where I can't offer what I'd like to offer in the one space I have, I would go ahead and consider opening another location. Yeah. Well, this has been Between Two Trains with our special guest, Sherry McAllister from Breathe Yoga. Sherry, thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. And Jason. Namaste, Sherry. Namaste. Thank you. Namaste, Jason. Yeah. Thank See, you. I'm experienced. In this you are. I need to learn. So uh, I don't know, Sherry, if you have any uh, events coming up or specials or promotions or, you know, discounts you want to tell people listening to the show. Certainly. Um, I'm happy to share. We have um, family yoga classes coming up on uh, the 18th of February, uh, March 25th, which gives families an opportunity to do yoga together, introduce um, their children or other people, nieces, nephews, whatever, to the practice. It's it's a a, a lo lovely time and a wonderful family activity. Activity those are going on. There'll also be an Ayurvedic workshop um, for um, springtime, upcoming the upcoming season happening, um, and the third week of March. So those events are open and will be up on our website. Also. Um, when you come in for a class at our studio, you drop in and we give you a second class free for you to come back and take any class you want. They get it free because they listen to the show, right? That's right. They do. <laughs> do I get a nice cold lavender towel if I come in? If you come in, I can arrange one, Jason. Oh, I love this. Well, you've been listening to Between Two Trains. Thank you, uh, Sherry, again for coming on. Thanks, Jason, for being co-host. And we will be coming to you twice a month every month. So stay tuned and look for future entrepreneurs on the show. Uh, you can find our shows past and present at betweentwotrains.com and on SoundCloud. Thanks a lot.